2: Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. We've David got Jacoby. 30 minutes on you the clock. Would
0: for doing 30 this. minutes.
2: How long? <laughs> Weird vibes today. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Let's keep going. All right. Are you ready, David Jacoby? No. Where do you want to start? What's your favorite story today? Oh, stop of the
1: day? it. Stop yeah. it. You reordered them in the rundown to your liking, and then you're gonna start. Just being like, which one is your favorite?
2: Based on your feedback, I did. I moved From to- the text
1: chain that you ignored?
2: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Where Where would you like to begin today, Jacoby?
1: Let's start with NOMA.
2: Okay. NOMA, have you heard of it?
1: I had heard You know what? No one was too heavy. Let's start with the melted butter fire. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one was like a good 5 minutes.
2: I'd love to talk about the melted <laughs> let's butter let's fire. Talk
1: about the melted one of many melted butter fires from Wisconsin's history. No <laughs> so, one was injured. No one was injured.
2: Most important part, no, no one, one was injured. injured. However, there was a historic butterfire mm-hmm. that led to a river of butter into the historic Portage Canal. Um. So a, a butter factory, this dairy plant, caught fire.
1: Caught fire in the butter storage room.
2: In the butter storage room. And it's, it's
1: just imagine this. Like imagine being a firefighter. Shout out to all the firefighters they're literally risking their lives all the time to save us. Thank you very much. But imagine like they don't in training. They're not like imagine there's a like an inch an inch thickness of butter coating the floor of where you're fighting the fire. It's like you don't train for that.
2: No. Like, what's that even not. like? It's, it feels like
1: you're like, on ice, basically, right? Like got very worried I bet how many? I know no one was injured how many firefighters slipped over and were covered in melted butter <laughs> like i'm guessing like six
2: probably uh, my main thing about this butterfly is i didn't feel there were enough pictures like i had great to, point i had to do a google we're, image for visual
1: learners i'm so glad <laughs> you did the extra research it's a great point
2: i really wanted to know more about like what did this look like what is yes. a river of butter in cold wisconsin look like and it just sort of looks like so what happens It went to this canal and it stopped up the canal, fucked it up and whatever. But no,
1: it's a 20 by 30 square foot area. Yes. So it's not that bad, but they contained it with like those little styrofoam things.
2: Yeah, which seems like so simple. Like, do they learn that in firefighting or training? Yeah,
1: can the butters swim under like the lane lines like swimmers do? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's like, they basically put lane lines up and the butters like, oh, you can't cross it.
2: I guess the butter must rise to the top or something. Must not, yeah. There must be like some I mean, physics going yeah, on here.
1: obviously. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well... Anyway, it just sort of looked like really dirty water because then, like the butters at the top in this canal and trying to contain it, it's just like really nasty. Yes,
1: it, it's the, the whole thought of the butter being like hot and the firefighters fighting the fire and getting covered in butter was gross. Also, gross, like the butter congealing later.
2: So that's so disgusting.
1: Just imagine like having to shovel the butter like it's a slushy snow in like Vermont. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, like it's just gross. It's so gross to me. I would I would I, I, I would have to wear like three hazmat suits if that was my job.
2: It- they they said that twenty gallons of butter made it into the canal.
1: That's but they also said that it was ninety percent contained. So quick math: two hundred gallons of butter was burned in this in this butter fire. Also, it feels like butter fire should be like a colloquial term that we use. I don't know what it means, but but like dumpster fire, like <laughs> butter fire. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> like really messy and gross, but ultimately not that bad. Like <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, there <laughs> you go. Dumpster fire. This is awful. Just from soup to nuts, terrible. From then to toe, really bad disaster. Butter
2: Butterfire. Fire. You're like, oh, what a pain. But fine, I'll deal with it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Went I, when I, when when on a, a hinge date last night. Oh, how to go? He was a butterfly. He was <laughs> a yeah. butterfly.
2: But here I am, ready to do it again. Um, uh. <laughs> I just want to say there was another butterfly in 1991. Yes. yes, The Central Storage and Warehouse Company in Madison. So bigger, this,
1: bigger butterfly. It was bigger. Yeah, I remember that one.
2: And me too. I was five, but really left Yeah, it. It yeah, yeah, mark.
1: national news. Yeah, we used to all sit around at six o'clock and watch Dan Rather <laughs> cover how, the butterfly.
2: How did people in New York learn about Butterfires in Wisconsin before uh, the internet? Like, that's like a great, a great part of life right now, you know? We probably wouldn't have known about this if it was still 1991. <laughs> probably not. Okay. Should we move on? Let's move on. <laughs> Should we talk about NOMA now? Yeah, feel, I'm ready. I'm warmed good? up. I'm warmed okay. up. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Noma. Great, great call by me, by the way. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah, great audible. Yes, yeah. Thank you.
2: Um, Noma is in Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. It's a famous restaurant. It's, like, got a lot of Michelin stars. It's, like, if you're a foodie and like you do like food travel, you go to Noma. Yes. I, I've heard of it. It's famous. René Redzepi is like on three the David Chang Michelin Show. stars,
1: five years in a row, breaking a record. It, it's like locally sourced. It seems like everything's out of like someone just walks through the woods yeah, and then they like, just like put that on the plate later.
2: It's like reindeer for dinner and whatever. Yeah, yeah. I I do not care about this whatsoever. It was like a big breaking news from the New York Times. They they did a whole. Profile or feature? Oh, yeah. They broke the news. I'm sure this had been in the works for a while. um I could not care less. I I don't know. Like I wouldn't. I I'm sorry.
1: Okay. Great way to start the second story of the podcast. So let me just pick it up from there. Okay. I will say this. I was interested that a couple things. Number one, none of the food sounded good whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Right. So like that experience. I don't like it, that. Just seems weird to me. Number two, this was a press release of a guy being like, yeah. That super famous restaurant, we're going to close that in two years, basically being like, if you want to eat at this restaurant, I'm going to two years to come, and I'll probably jack the prices up. It's like Nike putting out a limited range of sneakers, and then he's like, after those two years, we're going to close it, and then it's only going to be open to super rich people, and we're going to do like experimentation, creative stuff there in my like food factory zone, which it basically he's like... I'm going to make a ton of money off this restaurant in the next two years, and then I'm just going to open up this, like, whatever I want consultancy firm, which is going to be one-tenth of the work and 10x the money.
2: Yeah, exactly. So he's, th- it, he's it's just, brilliant. He's just like, I'm I'm done dealing with all of the difficulty of running a restaurant, yes. and I will just be focusing on food innovation and making money. Yeah, and whatever That's I want. That's why I don't care about it, because yeah. I'm just like, okay, so a <laughs> restaurant's closing, but, like, Renee Rezepi is not retiring from food. So
1: is that how you say his name?
2: Renee Redzepi? Wow. Yeah. He's been on the wow. David Chang pod a bunch of times. I couldn't he's even I couldn't lost, even read you know, it. A few
1: I couldn't <laughs> even read it. Like, I, I could even, you know, like when you're reading stuff, even like you try to like phonetically, I could <laughs> sure. I, was like, I would just, just skipped his last name every time it came up.
2: <laughs> uh, Well, Renee Redzepi is remaining in food. So like, if you care about this, you'll probably be able to get his food more Oh, yeah, easily. exactly. So this is like, in some ways, kind of good. I also think that like, we just went too far in like restaurant foodie culture and um, this is, like, a, a course correction, essentially. Like, yes. if, if it hadn't gotten so famous, this probably also would have lasted longer because part of the problem also is, like, with great power comes great responsibility. And, like, people are just, like, talking about the shit, how shitty it is to work there. Yes. And he's like, that I don't want to like deal the, with that either. That was, like, the dark
1: underbelly of the story, which was, like, 60% of the article was, like, not it's not just this restaurant, but just, like, how it's impossible it is to, like, not have underpaid labor yeah serving these like overpriced plates
2: the margins on restaurants are notoriously low
1: yes so. and and also like the pyramid of which the welshers shared is not ex- exactly yeah. equitable either and but it's like it's also a little bit like there's this one story of this intern that goes there and like she's like i went there for three months on my own dime and all they had me doing was this very menial tasks and i didn't use literally use my knife i didn't really learn anything there's a part of me it's like boo fucking who
2: i've had an internship like that too
1: I don't yeah, know. but you, you put it on your resume now look at you talking about noma yeah here <laughs> here
2: i am that was yeah, a while ago yeah. too just to be clear okay. and, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not like i'm not like calling anyone out here um but yeah i mean bye goodbye noma see ya yeah, I'm,
1: yeah. I, I would i have no interest in in eating there no
2: De- denmark's not that high in my list of places to go but i have heard it's cool
1: Oh, people say really good things about copenhagen
2: it's really expensive
1: Oh, I hate that. Yeah, I like to travel places where. <laughs> That's the best part the dollar of Mexico. Goes, goes far. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Gonna
2: <laughs> live like a king. <gasps> All right. Next, a Trader Joe's story. We haven't had a Trader Joe story in a not while. Wow.
1: This one I found confounding. I'd love to hear you explain it.
2: Okay. Well, people are suing Trader Joe's because they did not disclose that in their dark chocolate, there um, are heavy metals. Heavy metals. And it's not like you're having like a bite of like. Metallica. Me- yeah. It's just that they are like flakes or like you know particles of metal wow, that just
1: went right over your head but continue
2: metallica like the band
1: yeah heavy metal pun joke just continue she's <laughs> like no no that was just so stupid i decided not to acknowledge it that's probably a better call by you good audible by you Juliet. <laughs>
2: Last month, I'm just going to read from CBS News. Last month, scientists at Consumer Reports tested the heavy metal content of chocolate bars from Hershey's, Trader Joe's, and other vendors, and they found cadmium and lead in all 28 brands of chocolate they tested for 23 of the bars consuming just one ounce a day would deliver a potentially harmful level of one of the metals for an adult. So... This is a widespread chocolate problem. Mm-hmm. It's not just a Trader Joe's.
1: Oh, I mean, obviously, from last week we know theres is, this is there's baby vomit in it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, not baby vomit last week, this week heavy metal.
2: Here's another thing that we like to discuss on this pod. This
1: is the only oh, the lawsuit. Can we talk about that?
2: Yeah, okay, good. This man, Thomas Ferrante, or a child. I, think- I
1: read it as a child. <laughs>
2: Do you think a child sues over dark first of all, the children eat dark chocolate? Just
1: read do the read and we'll discuss.
2: <laughs> this lawsuit for Thomas Ferrante. He's seeking damages in five hundred and fifty dollars for every time he or other class members bought Trader Joe's chocolate. Class
1: members. Class That's classroom. a child. It, this is definitely like a teacher being like, let's sue this company.
2: No, it's not. What do you think? do It's class action. That's what it is. Oh, <laughs> the class. Like he was in a class, like a science no. class.
1: I thought, he would, I thought he was going to like continuing education at night after his internship was over. And he was in like business school getting his MBA. Minutes. And the, the professor was like, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to sue Trader Joe's. Let me show you how easy this is.
2: No. I feel like such
1: an idiot. <laughs> I am so dumb.
2: It's like Aaron Brown. Proctor- so dumb. All of the people never who never saw water. Aaron Brockovich. Never well, saw frame anyway, of Aaron Brockovich. It's a class action lawsuit. So uh, isn't it, isn't it's there a, a, a sequel to
1: Aaron Brockovich going out right now?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's called Thomas Ferrante. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but she's doing the same movie again, right? Um, she's taking down um, Watergate. She is. Yeah, oh, Aaron Brockovich oh, the takes lawyer. down yeah, Watergate. the woman. Yes. Not, not like Julia Roberts.
1: No, Julia Roberts is the woman.
2: <laughs> um, anyway, for every time. They got chocolate from Trader Joe's. Like, are they keeping oh, for
1: five fifty? Uh, each time. Ooh.
2: So, are they keeping receipts? How are they? Yeah. How this?
1: do you? You could go back.
2: Is there an expense report? Does for anyone receipt?
1: have like a, a kitchen drawer full of their old Trader Joe's receipts? Does anyone have that it in the world?
2: To, has to be itemized. You can't just show exactly. On, exactly. I, just
1: think I spent two hundred dollars on. Yeah. I, that was a big, big day for for me and dark chocolate. Yeah,
2: like you know. I've never bought chocolate at Trader Joe's, but I could show you in my credit card record that I went to Trader Joe's.
1: Are you ready for uh, Judge Jacoby here? Sure. Um, dismissed. <laughs> if, if, if you have to be like, I was hospitalized for four days because my liver shut down. You can't just be like, oh, some scientist figured out there was stuff in there. I ate that, even though there were no repercussions of that action, so you owe me money. No. No.
2: So Dismissed. So the other thing is, if this is the standard way of making chocolate, I need to know, or like selling chocolate bars, I need to know if all the other chocolate bars are disclosing it because maybe this is like an industry-wide problem. Why are we only holding Trader Joe's responsible?
0: Wow, well,
1: you know one thing that crossed my mind before we move on to the next story? What? All chocolate is kind of wrapped in metal in the first place. Yes, Maybe that's is. where the metal gets in.
2: <laughs> it is. I also just want to I'm say— I'm not a
1: scientist. I didn't study this.
2: This woman, um, Tam- Tamakia Heard, she has two dark chocolate bars from Trader Joe's every week. A lot or a little? So, by the Depends. way, she's looking for $1,100, I'm assuming, <laughs> per week.
1: <laughs> for a week, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd say two chocolate bars for one person is is not a lot. And okay. let me explain why. Let's say a chocolate bar is your, your routine treat after dinner. Sure. While you sit down on the couch to watch some tube.
2: You know, that's two little tiny squares. Right, like, are we talking, like, yeah. well, how big is this? I need to know yeah. more. I just and just and need more And also, chocolate details. bars have
1: gotten huge, by the way. they we're talking Hershey size, or we're talking, like, those gigantic ones.
2: Right, or, like, just, like, a little... Little truffle. Yeah, single I need Single size. I need to know more.
1: I need to know more too. Actually, I don't.
2: Uh, I just want to share. I hate dark chocolate. Like I, I like. Oh. I just don't like it. Oh, I don't mind it at all. I know most people like it. It's like a mature thing to like, but I just can't get on board.
1: I prefer milk chocolate, but I, I do like dark chocolate.
2: I prefer like really low grade chocolate. All right.
1: Mm, That's why we, I'm we, American. <laughs> we went through that last week as well. <laughs>
2: Wegmans is opening a store in Manhattan. Wegmans, it started as an upstate New York-ish. Rochester, I believe? Yeah, grocery store. Like, my friends who went to, like, Binghamton were like, yeah, I love Wegmans, or Syracuse, love Wegmans. Then it came to Brooklyn. I've never been. But it's opening in Manhattan, and it's going to have an omakase counter. Um, this reminds me of when Gelson started having, like, a bar service inside of its supermarkets in L.A. What? And I like it. Oh, yes. Oh, I've
1: seen one of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always tempted, but you're never like, oh, let me sit down still and have for, a drink.
2: It's never the right time. Also, like, do there, you— There's one in um Silver Lake, right? Yeah. Yes. It's yeah, ridiculously yeah, yeah. expensive. Yeah. Like, do you go to, to your grocery store to have dinner and then shop? Are they no. two separate experiences?
1: If you're going to, like, uh, Nordstrom, mm-hmm. I could see, like, oh, you know what? I just spent two thousand dollars on like three items of clothing. Let's have a martini. Like sure. that works for me. But like, oh, uh, I have to get like a uh, frozen nuggets and French fries for my kids, and then spend three hundred dollars on nothing. That's not like, oh, let me go have a beer.
2: Right. Also, the Nordstrom experience is like often part of a mall experience, where like you're mm. there for a while, you do yes. a meal anyway. Yes. Grocery stores usually stand alone because the groceries have to go home after.
1: My mission while inside a grocery store is to leave as soon as possible.
2: Mm. Interesting. It varies for me. You know I love, to and roam I love the grocery aisles. stores. Yeah. So this is like intriguing but just like the logistics of it really don't work out for me. A
1: very 15 second story about logistics of grocery stores, particularly that one. We would go to the Trader Joe's across the street. Oh, yeah. Load up on Nightmare. that, get all of our 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 heavy metal dark chocolate, then go across the street to the Gelsons and get specialty items, you know what I mean, just to yes. just to add a little like 10% on top. That was our move.
2: That's very smart. The I mean the price differential between Trader Joe's and Gelson's is extreme. You need yes. both to like mm, yes, come to out get in the what middle. you want. Yeah. And also,
1: when you say that's very smart, you know I had nothing to do with this strategy whatsoever, right? Just take credit, man. Yeah. Wh- why not?
2: No, I can't. Um, I know that we talk about New York too much on this podcast, but just one more story that's both New York and national. Pizza Hut is bringing back something after a 25 year hiatus. It's something called the Big New Yorker, and it is a 16 inch pizza that has oversized slices. Do you think there's anyone who was eating at Pizza Hut 25 years ago who's like, yes, I'm so excited this is back?
1: So when I first saw this, I was like, oh, this is the New York style. When, I mean, but then I was like, oh, that was Domino's, and they basically introduced thin crust. And then I was like, I don't remember the New Yorker. And when I'm looking at a Pizza Hut pizza, I'm not like, you know what? I wish this was 40% bigger. <laughs> Never. I would much rather have two different flavor pizzas than one pizza twice the size. And they call it foldable because the slices are bigger. Never had trouble folding a slice. Never. And number two, if the slice is too big and you fold Hard it, to fold. it just starts to, like slip the out integrity, the front, yeah. And this like flops off. It's just like this. And even, even the picture in the article looked gross.
2: I know. So the at,
1: actual picture in the, in the article looked gross.
2: There is one pizza place. Um, in Morningside Heights on Broadway between 110th and 111th that I used to go to an elementary school called Coronet Pizza. And they've always had giant slices. Somehow, oh, yeah. miraculously, this, this is one in Boston is still too. open. And I'm like, is this based on Coronet Pizza? I, I need someone to tell me. But I don't think people in general are clamoring for like a giant slice. No. It's like that's like 3,000 calories.
1: And you know my well, first of all, you know my slice thing, slice in a half. Sure. Everybody wants a slice in a half. Every every piece of joint in the entire world should just cut their slices one more time.
2: Sure. Would you want three small halves then? Yes,
1: that's the point. So I get yeah. three different flavors. Yeah, that would be. That's awesome. That's the point. So I want that much pizza. It's not the quantity that's intimidating me. It's the integrity, the physical integrity of the slice, and the variety of toppings of which are at my um, availability.
2: Is pizza a walking food for you, or, or must you be at a counter or a table? Oh, walk.
1: Oh yeah, walk. So yeah. when you're
2: folding, it's a walk.
1: Throw the plate away. Sure. Stuff the back with napkins so I don't get grease in She'll myself. Always get so greasy. Keep though. that yeah. wax paper as a little plate.
2: I would. I, I, should we try then? big New Yorker when it comes back? I'm kind of intrigued. Fuck no actually like Pizza Hut. I don't
1: want that thing in the room for the half an hour we're doing the podcast, let alone should we try it. Like, I don't even want it around.
2: Okay, I'll try it alone for personal food news and let you know uh, how it is. D-
1: d- No, that's too depressing. Just the idea of you <laughs> with like a giant pizza, like watching <laughs> The Bachelorette or whatever. Like, no, I'm not allowing that to happen to you.
2: Now, have you ever had stuffed crust pizza at Pizza Hut? No. Oh, I loved that as a kid too. No. <laughs> it was really salty. It was no, so good. No. <laughs> okay, moving on. Jehovah, did you happen to watch Emily in Paris season three?
1: I uh, saw so about 40 seconds of it while my wife was watching it. No, I think you, that was season one,
2: actually. Uh, was this recent, <coughs> like in the last month?
1: No, this was in, a okay. long time ago.
2: Well, Emily in Paris season three came out in December. I watched it. I had a great time. There's like a a, a storyline about um, doing marketing for Parisian McDonald's and they like make it seem like McDonald's is like really special it in is Paris. Better. It is
1: better in Paris, um, absolutely. They, they like, really unequivocally they better. really
2: play it up. But anyway, I was thinking of that when I read this article about how apparently there's like a really special McDonald's in rural Wales. So yes. if you happen to be taking a Welsh sojourn, check out this, <laughs> sure. this Copenhagen place.
1: for Noma. No,
2: <laughs> Wales, Wales for, for McDonald's. McDonald's definitely. Yes.
1: <laughs> what are the, what are those memes?
2: shit um, wired
1: uh, tired wired boom, yeah tired boom, boom. wired I'm so old
2: Um, anyway there's another Michelin starred chef his name is Gareth, Gareth Ward I
1: think he played for Wales in the World Cup I was like Gareth Ward sounds like someone who played for either England or Wales in the World Cup I'm a positive of well it.
2: Gareth Bale did just retire from international soccer for Wales this week well, so
1: now he's going to McDonald's it's a
2: big week for Gareth some of Wales. the menu items
1: sounded pretty good so, um,
2: I was like, mm. He's like did he describe the crispy chicken? He made it sound like much better than any McDonald's crispy yes. chicken sandwich anywhere else. He yes. also made it seem like they have a special truffle mayonnaise at this McDonald's, which another person went <laughs> like, to and they are like, like no, no, it's salt and pepper. It's the same.
1: <laughs> like, it's salt and pepper. I was like, what? <laughs> I will say this though. Crispy chicken sandwich at McDonald's, pretty fucking good to begin with.
2: Yeah, sure. You know,
1: like t- they improve upon that. Good for them.
2: It makes me feel sick after though. I actually, like I've reached the point in life, I, I regrettably, where fast food makes me feel ill like an later later oh, so that sucks i mean I I'm,
1: I'm there too but that's like i'm at this point in my life where if i like have six cocktails on a thursday i don't feel great friday morning it's like yeah of course that's the put like you, you know you can ride the highs and the lows Like that's it's it the going. exact same thing of course if i eat, I eat taco bell like two weeks ago of course i felt like shit two hours later but i loved it for i love 15 taco minutes. Bell.
2: it's so it's so good um Apparently, you know. Apparently, this place is just really dope. It also like looks. You look nice. cool from the
1: outside. Yeah. <laughs> I, Shout out I, to Wales. I guess
2: it's just over the Wales England border. So also, if you're in England, you know, just head head on over and check it out. Um, the pictures of the food just like looked uh, like I think they like confused in this article like if an actual picture of food with like stock images of McDonald's food. Yes, it threw me off, but I was like, oh, okay, this is just the New York Post doing their yeah. thing. Okay one more story 10 minutes anything else you're excited about how about los angeles hot school lunch
0: okay from the let's la go. times
2: um lovely story from the los angeles times about how they make food for high schools in los angeles they use one example of this garfield high school in east la it's a big industry and also has food improved drastically in, in uh, schools? This well, is a lot better than the images
1: of the kung pao chicken. I was like, that is not what the kung pao chicken <laughs> that you feed like third graders looks like. I promise you. However, sometimes you you look at a school lunch, you are like, that's gross. How can you feed this to kids? Like, and then you hear about like all of the work. That goes into that that plate being an idea to that plate being fed to your children. When you read all of the steps and like the test kitchens and the the different requirements they have to hit, when you really you really appreciate something that you used to scoff at. You know what Absolutely. I mean?
2: Absolutely. I know. It's, everyone involved in this article seems really lovely. Yes. and just like they really care about giving the most nutritious, appealing, and like delicious food to the students and, in And Los the protagonist,
1: they're like he worked at a uh, Four Seasons, a Ritz Carlton, the Circus Circus in Vegas, and now it's, he's been sixteen years. There. The L.A. School District. I'm like, this guy is just a, just a, a mensch. What a guy,
2: Mario Fiore. It's like really, oh, what a cool name too. A, it is a really good name. I don't know. He he seems like an awesome guy, and I hope these kids actually do like the food. Do your kids do school lunch, or they bring lunch?
1: Sometimes, but they complain all the time. It's a big like, do I really have time to make three lunches? Right. You know what I mean? And then like have them complain about the sandwich that they got and that they didn't get enough like goldfish. So what or do they just, prefer? Like, but sometimes but a lot of times they come home and they're like, Dad, I didn't eat lunch. I'm like, why? They're like, it was the hamburger and hamburger's gross. I didn't mm. eat a single thing. I'm starving. So like it's a it's a it's a trade-off. That's I, tough. But I do like three the, lunches one is a thing lot. I did like about this, because I know we're running out of time. I enjoyed the destigmatization of the free lunch.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: That was definitely a thing in the school that I went to. It was like free lunch was like an embarrassing thing. You know what I mean?
2: Uh, I think free food is free lunch is important. Also, I accept and enjoy all free food.
1: Mm, I know so... that. I know that. So I think you only do this podcast because we <laughs> get free food from time to time. <laughs> Lock home, where are you at? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They <laughs> yeah. Don't, do not care about yeah. me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, this is a really sweet story. It's in the Los Angeles Times. Check it out. Um, is it was a time for our taste test, Jacoby. But check it out
1: if you have like 35 minutes to read an article about school lunch.
2: Yeah, if you're like, you know. Yeah, if
1: you're like, just... I'm looking for 6,000 words. But also
2: like want to feel lunch. good about
1: school lunch. <laughs> yeah, it's a feel good story. It,
2: it really is, though. And like, it's just also a reminder of like how, well, at least, you know, I don't have kids. So like, I sort of like forget like how central what your school gives to you and like how it is in your life for young people so oh do
1: you know do you know what they really like what the most the craziest thing that they give them what education what yeah
2: crazy someone
1: else teaches my kids how to read that's awesome yeah it's great
0: this episode is brought to you by State Farm
2: All right let's get into our t- taste test and i'm just going to warn you all it's going to be contentious because i this is bullshit messed up by not really fully engaging with jacoby's wonderful ideas so jacoby i'm sorry you suggested we do a taste test of two kinds of m&ms and reese's pieces no
1: we've we've well we argued about this
2: yeah like ages ago in 2022 ages ago <laughs> yeah like a while ago four months okay whatever i've lost track of time haven't we all
1: and uh the argument that I was, I was Reese's and you were?
2: Peanut butter M&M's. Peanut
1: butter M&M's. And we had an argument about that. And you were wrong. And I had both recently. <laughs> and I said to myself, you know what? Hers sounds better, but mine tastes better. So I said, why don't we power rank Reese's, peanut M&M's, and peanut butter M&M's? You forgot the Reese's, but listen. No, you- I didn't forget
2: it. You, they don't exist to I you. Didn't it occur uh, to me yeah, that, you that I would
1: buy them? Your uh, your explanation was Reese's are not part of my world. That's
2: correct. They are not. Reese's Pieces are not in my world. I would never even Reese's consider buying them. Reese's Pieces are not part of your world. That's correct. Correct. Yes.
1: And then you went on to explain that you are... You have your Reese's blind.
2: That's correct as well. So, so like
1: when you when you scan underneath the register at the convenience store. <laughs> it does not, to, come to, up. To not register. No price. A a. Reese's blindness. <laughs>
2: that's correct. So as a result.
1: I'm just imagine that your like your coworker just sort yeah. of like disregarded some of your instructions and they explained that that one of the items that that they were required to bring didn't exist. Yeah. Okay.
2: That's that's correct. Um, And so, as a result, all we have is peanut butter M Ms and peanut M Ms. But I'm excited about this, Jacoby. We will do this. Your idea, I promise. One day. Today is not that day. But
1: I don't think we're ever going to do it one day. To be honest, with you think? Well, if
2: you buy the Reese's, I can't (laughs) find them in the store. Yeah, 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 great point. Great point. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So if you buy them, I I should have known that. Allow that to happen. But today we will try peanut butter and peanut. And I have an idea. Why don't I know that peanut butter is great. I, I don't need to be reminded. I'll happily have some, but, like, what if we both really dive, dove in? You with peanut butter and me with peanuts, something that we don't necessarily fully believe in to have a singular experience and just talk it through.
1: Okay, I love that. This is, in my mind, before I even, like, eat this, this is by far the inferior version of this candy.
2: And so, and peanut, while probably, like, the the number 2 is it though M&M? Is well, it? Historically, I think so. And I think people really like it. Peanut butter is so much better than peanut. But I mean, I basically like all M&Ms. So M&M is like a perfect candy.
1: Obviously it's good.
2: What about the what is lacking to you? Or what is it in overabundance to you right now? This peanut butter, okay. m M&M? and
1: I mean, this is an easy answer.
2: The chocolate? No.
1: Yours has crunch and mush. Oh. Mine has mush. Do you want one? It's texture. I do, but that's just to the integrity of the experiment okay. here.
2: I think with the peanut M&M's, the peanut is only texture and very little taste. Like, you don't get a lot of peanut flavor. With peanut butter, you do get a peanut butter taste, but you but you lack the crunch and mush. Did mm-hmm.
1: you know I just realize? What? You offered me a peanut M&M because you wanted me to offer you a peanut butter m M&M. <laughs>
2: It wasn't an explicit thought, but yes, probably. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, <sure. laughs>
2: well, okay. Should we move on? Yes. All right. It's time for my personal food news, which is when I went to the bodega to purchase a Coke Zero, our two oh, m and <laughs> I did have my eyes wide open to the special varieties of Kit Kats. Oh. And I tried the blueberry muffin Kit Kat today. Ew. I don't know why I decided to try it, but I loved it. I actually had to, like, throw it away because I was concerned that I, like, would not be able to control myself. I was like, wow, this is so good. I, lo- I absolutely well, I, loved it. Wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. You tried something new. Yeah. You candy. You love candy. I love candy. And
2: you loved it. Yeah.
1: And your response yeah. was to discard it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's the logic in that? You thought you would never eat candy again. You're like, this is the last bite of candy I'll ever have. You can't just tuck it into your purse and be like, you know what? It's 1130. This will also be good after lunch.
2: No, I didn't see that happening. I was like, I'm going to either ruin my lunch, which I brought with me and wanted to enjoy, or um, throw this away. And I went for the latter, throwing it away. But it was really good. I recommend the blueberry muffin Kit Kat. I know it sounds disgusting, but I really liked it. Wow. I know.
1: Instinctively, I think that sounds disgusting.
2: Yes, I know. I don't even like
1: blueberry muffins. What? Yeah, too they're too big, too much cake.
2: Oh, I love a cake. No, I love a muffin. No, that's not breakfast.
1: If I had a blueberry yes. muffin for breakfast I, agree it's not breakfast, I will feel gross.
2: I agree it's not breakfast and also probably should be thrown away after a bite. Too. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what they have in common.
2: But I they do really, love that. They, They've
1: have, they have truly sort of duplicated the blueberry muffin experience. <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> have a little bit, enjoy that, top part, throw the rest away.
2: <laughs> exactly. All right, over to you, Jacoby.
1: And this is like on when I went to Hamilton. I said it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Benny Hanna last night with Margot. It, it's so fucking good. The food is good. The vibes are good. You meet strangers. You they're do it like like Hamilton, They're doing the same show every single time. <laughs> it's always it's, good they, they, they hit the same exact beats. Maybe one performance a little better than the other. so 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 Benny Hanna is the Hamilton of restaurants is what this is boiled down to. It's <laughs> well, excellent. What's your order? Okay. Glad you asked. We're running out of time, though. It's
2: okay. I've had a
1: lot of Benihana experiences, and you go there hungry, so you always look to the right side of the menu. You're like, I want the trio, because I want chicken and shrimp and steak. Ooh. Or you're like, ooh, steak it's and lobster tail? That sounds amazing. But they give you— A surf you, and
2: turf at Benihana? What,
1: have you ever been there?
2: Not in, like, 20 years, but I have okay, been, yeah. Because
1: they do lots of surf and turf options.
2: Okay. Lots of them.
1: There's any combination of— of, of the fishes that they have. They have every combination available to you. But here's what I learned. You don't need all that food. So I just went with the spicy shrimp last night. Mm. Simple. Just one thing. Spicy mm. shrimp, fried rice, and all the stuff that, that comes with really it. it really good. And it was fantastic. And I brought home some of the rice and ate it this morning.
2: Shrimp is like chicken, but better. That's one of my takes.
1: Shrimp is nothing like chicken.
2: It it It, it, it takes on flavor of whatever you're having. And it's like an all-purpose protein but I like it a lot Shrimp more. is
1: nothing like chicken.
2: Okay, we'll discuss that next week. Um, Listen, <laughs> we're out of time. If you have personal food news, listener food news, one might call it, call 646-Stew138. Yes, we are. I'm putting it on the road, Dad. <laughs> no, you're
1: not. We're racing it. to share shared document.
2: It'll be our great debate. Chicken versus shrimp. Or chicken, chicken oh, or equals shrimp.
1: Or... Blueberry muffins bullshit. I say yes.
2: (laughs) Anyway, once again, if you have listener food news, call us at 646 138. This week we have two that I just want to quickly mention. One is Marissa from Chicago. They have a group, she's a group chat with her friend and her sister where they share their own personal food news every week. Very cute. She wants to know what is your go to food to bring back when you go somewhere. Well, funny funny she should make funny she should ask. Funny she should bring it up. I think a local Kit Kat is always a great thing to try. <laughs> like a green tea, a Not, matcha, whatever.
1: Didn't you, wait, wasn't the, wait, wasn't the question like, what's your favorite stuff to bring home from a restaurant?
2: When you go somewhere. I thought that was like when you travel. You went somewhere,
1: you did the opposite of bring it home.
2: Yeah, I know. You literally
1: it, discarded it and refused to I, bring it home. I
2: understand, but I still think that a Kit Kat is a great thing to bring back from a foreign land. She's not asking about takeout. She's asking about travel.
1: <laughs> i just I, I was just thinking about the sentence, a Kit Kat is a great thing to bring back from a foreign land. It
2: is. Okay. Like, if I could jump into a board game like Candyland, uh, I would, I would want to okay. know what kind of Kit Kats they had in Candyland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and lastly, shout out to Patty. <laughs> she attempted the Coke taste test and now wants to know how she can improve her palate after mixing up Coke and Pepsi. The answer's obvious. Just have them both for as many meals as possible to compare and contrast. Oh,
1: no, I'm going the opposite other way. Just, 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 just. Only have go, one? Go Pepsi blind like you are <laughs> Reese's blind and just be like, just commit to one, get married to one, have to like swear an oath to one of them and you never have to worry about this again.
2: <laughs> Perfect. All right, everybody. Here's what we've learned this week. Blueberry muffins and all related to- items, throw them out.
1: Throw them away. Have a bite, throw them away.
2: <laughs> Benihana, always good. Mm-hmm. Butter, not hard to clean up.
1: No, it does no. Butter spills into oceans, not hard to clean up, or buys of water. Butter, melted butter, fire, hard to clean up.
2: Real challenge.
1: Yes. (laughs) Thank
2: you for clarifying. Yeah, yeah. Thank you to our producers, Mike Wargon and Ronic Nair. Thank you to the firefighters of the state of Wisconsin. Mm. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week.